And a very good evening to you. And with the time now at just seven minutes past nine on this Sunday night, you're tuned to Clare FM and broadcasting live from the Clare FM studios in Francis Street here in Ennis. This is your Sunday evening edition of Beyond Belief. We're just going to take a few minutes now to chat with our colleague Stephen Fletcher. Stephen is communications officer for the Diocese of Limerick and Killaloo. Well, I suppose one of the things that strikes me about all of us, irrespective of our faith, and I've been saying this for a long time, you know, that people of of different faith outlooks and different faith perspectives uh, and different confessions, for the want of a better word, uh, for so long we have treated each other as other, as almost at times maybe as enemy, as the other side. And yet, one of the things that we are discovering as as time goes on, in fact, that we have a very common bond and that our other is the creeping and growing secularization that is squeezing in on us all around. And all of us, Catholic, Protestant, all other denominations, we're all struggling with the changes that this is bringing. And I know that it's a big issue for you in the Church of Ireland community, purely from a point of view of numbers. Oh, even. That, that, absolutely right. I mean, our diocese, uh, the Diocese of Limerick and Killaloo, uh, stretches from well, it, stretch, it stretches from Galway all the mm. way down to Valencia Island. Okay. So we've got all of Kerry, all of Clare, we've got all of uh, County Tip Limerick, Ray. and we've got North Tip and a bit of Offaly. Okay. And that, that's our diocese. And what is about to happen is we're about to merge with the Diocese of Chewham. And so when we merge with Chewham, they are spread over the uh, counties of Galway, Sligo, the whole county of Mayo and a small portion of County Roscommon. So you have, so effectively, you have what will be the Catholic diocese of Killala, Conry, Chewham, Galway, Killaloo, Limerick, and Kerry will be one diocese. One for diocese, your community. yeah. And you know, when you just think mm. of the distances mm. involved, uh, you know, we're talking about three hundred and ten kilometres mm. from north to south, and yeah. about a hundred and something kilometres east to west and the area of this combined new diocese will be over a third of the country (laughs) my goodness goodness. and and it's huge and so we've been looking you know we've had Mm. to as communications officer i've been looking how are we going to communicate how are we going to build our church communities and i think the answer is to use the internet and to use it wisely and sensibly and encourage people. But, of course, many people, particularly in the typical demographic mm. that are in our parishes, they, oh, yes. they they react with horror at the thought of Facebook and things. But there's some amazing figures. You know, one of the things that I was looking at is Facebook. And in Facebook, there are 2.2 million Irish users of Facebook. Mm. And... Nine half the population, Ah, indeed, and nine hundred and twenty thousand of them are Irish users from the rural areas. That's not Mm. the main centres of population. Of course, the kids tell me now when in the school they tell me that Facebook is for old people. It is. They've stopped (laughs) using it because they found out their parents were using it, and their grandparents are using it, and (laughs) yes, and all the kids now are using Instagram, Snapchat, and the other Uh, forums. uh, The other forums. Well, I'm not advocating moving quite onto TikTok (laughs) and and things like. (laughs) Yes, that's where that's where you put on an animal face. I have no idea. I have no idea, but. uh, 
we find we just have started using Facebook. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're using it, but it was something of a revelation to me that we put on our Facebook feed for the parish in Ennis mm. about the, the uh, Christmas tree festival. Yes. And we had over 890 views of that mm. but mm. just imagine how many congregations you need to hit, reach that number of mm. people and not only that but 163 of them reacted which yes. means that they shared it or they commented or they or, took time to say they liked it or that's whatever right. it was yeah so, so there are people a, are engaging so on, very, the, on the it's a on very the powerful uh, way cyber level i think that we should be addressing mm. and of course the age demographic is yes. the thing as well i mean we're all complaining mm. that Oh, we're not complaining, but we're saying that our our congregations are getting older. And where are the youngsters? Well, the youngsters are actually online. Mm. And that's where we should be. We should be online as well. Yes, certainly I know that over the last, in recent years, uh, we celebrate World Communications Day or the Day of Prayer for people involved in communications media on Ascension Day. And every year the Pope releases a message for it. And I know that a number of the messages in recent years have focused on the whole question of the digital population that we need to reach and that we constantly advocating that we need to be a presence in these places that a, that a lot of the people maybe with more sinister motives are using these media much better than we are at times in terms of access and filling up stuff and putting stuff out there that the gospel needs to find a place in the digital world as well exactly and also in this sort of uh, the quiver of tools that we've mm. got um, is podcasting, which of course we do here on Claire FM and Beyond Belief has a podcast and certainly our diocesan podcast is very widely used. But did you know that according to Reuters, so it's a proper survey, uh, 37% of Irish people have listened to a podcast in the last week and our nation has the third highest listenership of podcasts in the world. My goodness. uh, After high-tech uh, Korea and Spain and 76% of those are aged between 18 and 44 okay. and 81% are listening with headphones so they've got a personal in- in- I, I was always aware that we had one of the highest rates of radio listenership in Europe and, and I think that it has something to do with the intimacy of the medium and I think the podcasts give that same intimacy except people can choose what they want to listen to and when When, they want to listen to it and where they want to listen to it. It's it's what they call Mm non-linear so that Mm -hmm. you know you don't in the good old days we used to sit around the big old radio you know at the appointed hour but now people don't do that. Hello children everywhere. Yeah and uh, (laughs) Of those numbers that I said, 70% are listening while mm. commuting. Okay, okay. And on I the think, train or on the bus or wherever it is, yeah, or in the car. And, and uh, so this will mm. be of interest to both you and me. 70% of them are listening while in the gym. Okay. Yes, I, I do that myself when I'm in the gym. Yeah. So that'll tell you how many podcasts <laughs> I listen to. But having, having, having said all that, you know, and accepting the, 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 the nature of the landscape in terms of where we're preaching the gospel and how we're preaching the gospel has changed. This move that the Church of Ireland Diocese of Killaloo and Limerick is making to become part of really what is the whole western seaboard yes. and even a little bit inland with it as well. 
are your people reacting positively? Are they facing this challenge? Or is the management of change, is that really a difficult thing to do? Because I always find, I suppose, church people by nature, we get comfortable in a position, in a way of doing things, in a way of being with others. And sometimes anything that upsets that, you know, we're we're delighted to have the new parish priest as long as he doesn't change anything. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. And, you know, what about if you change the times of services? Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, but, uh, yes, uh, that's something that we're all having to face. But le- let me say that I don't see these tools as an alternative to us coming together in worship. Yes. You know, I think it's important that these are useful and it encourages mm. people to come along. But the heart of a church has got to be when we come together and worship face to face. That's it. And I think that if we begin to lose that connection as a community of coming together for whatever reason, for prayer, for worship especially, our communities will fragment. We become more isolated, we become more withdrawn and our society will break down. Yeah, and of course given the distances that we've already Mm. discussed we can't allow that to happen. Mm. You know, so uh, things like house groups are a possibility. Yes. You know, there's something that uh, I've had some experience with and that's something that perhaps, Mm. you know, locally you might have in the evening Mm. friends coming together. But it doesn't detract from the worship, you know. Yes, yes, yes. And from the Yes, and everything that the word communion means. Yeah, fellowship. Yes, yes, yes. And that's so important. And I think it's worth pointing out to our listeners as well is that the the Roman Catholic Diocese of of Killaloo are beginning to engage a new phase of pastoral planning. And maybe just to let our listeners know, you you may have seen it in your newsletters this weekend or it may have been announced at Mass and, and spoken about. And it's divided in, and the next 18 months are kind of planned out in a way. And, and they're divided into to three phases, uh, starting with between now and May, we're beginning with what we call Let's Imagine, where, where we're beginning to imagine what the church of the future, what the parish community of the future will look like, who will be driving it, who will be sustaining it, who will be keeping it alive. And we're, we're looking at that and we've invited speakers in, um, Dr. Michael Breen from, from the Mary Immaculate College in Limerick, uh, Professor Michael Conway from St. Patrick's College, Maynooth and Father Jerry O'Hanlon, who's a Jesuit theologian. And they are speaking at different centres across the diocese. And Bishop Finton has invited people from all of the parishes, whatever your role in parish, a member of parish pastoral council, pastoral area planning group, a minister of the word, an extraordinary minister of Holy Communion, a member of an altar society, adoration, a prayer group. If you're connected and you want to see the faith community thrive and survive into the future, Bishop Finton is asking you to come and listen to these people and to share with them a vision of your own and help to, to I, I suppose, manage the change uh, in a way because the change is a reality. Uh, um, and uh, the the... The, the flourishing of vocations that was there in the past, not as strong in today's uh, generation and age. So really it is the people who want the community to survive and thrive uh, that will be at the heart of it. So exciting times for all our faith in, communities. Indeed, you know, yeah. and one of the things, we're talking about lay ministry as oh, well. Yeah. That's what I am, a, a licensed lay minister. I, I'm not a sacramental minister. But I know that that's coming more onto your horizons, isn't it? Oh yes, I mean, we have 
have a group of people now in the diocese who are training for two specific ministries. And it's fairly serious. Over three years, they're giving up weekends of their time. And a group of them are preparing to emerge as what we call ministers of pastoral care, with a focus on caring for the sick or the elderly, supporting people in time of bereavement, uh, all of those distinct pastoral ministries. And we also then have a group of people preparing for the ministry of catechist. And they're really giving up a lot of time. They're working very hard. They're studying. They're doing exams, all those things. And those people then will be involved in helping people maybe uh, to prepare for the rite of Christian initiation of adults, children preparing for First Holy Communion, confirmation, to help families who are bringing children for sacraments or baptism, uh, 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 to help them to deepen their understanding of what it means to be part of the faith community. So those lay ministries are going to be vital for the survival of our faith communities into the future. And and all the time then, and youth ministry, I mean, Joanne, our colleague here, is doing Trojan I, work. I am always so impressed when um, she brings young people into the brings, studio. Yeah, I'd say, and yeah. what a tribute they are to the diocese and to the absolutely, parishes absolutely. and to their parents. I mean, you know, I'm, it's and always a joy when it they is. come Every in. time they come in, I mean, I always go away with a, a spring in my step with a, with a bit of hope. Yeah. Because I think that, that Joanne really has captured the the imagination of those that want to stay committed and want their children to continue to practice and be connected to the faith. And she has young people in our third level institutions in training for leadership. And so all those wonderful things are happening. We, you know, it's very easy for all of us to despair and say, but there's an awful lot of stuff happening in our communities. That yeah. gathering tonight in St. Columbus, they, all those things reinforce yeah. community and they reinforce our communion so i think that's wonderful that that we're doing those things so we're all getting ready for change don't be afraid embrace it be part of it uh, and if we're part of it then we will have ownership of it so do engage certainly from our point of view with the um with the these talks and this imagining the church of the future engage with it be part of it and make a difference i think that's that's the key for yeah, all of us and, and for us what we'll be doing is trying to encourage people mm. to take up facebook i mean i think every parish should have a keen 12 year old who, who can do all this stuff <laughs> i right. mean you and i struggle that's with it <laughs> but we need a 12 year old and so bring out these 12 year olds and get them involved i mean you know we'd be prepared to give them a, a few uh, euros to that's, to, that's, to help you know, that's what I always website. tell. That's what I always tell old people like myself. If you don't understand it, ask your grandchildren. Exactly. Or ask your children, exactly. Your grandchildren, they'll know so better than you. I, I think uh, that's another thing that we can be looking at. This podcast is produced by the Beyond Belief team. Join us on Sunday at a quarter to eight for Sunday prayer, and at nine pm for Beyond Belief. Oh.